your community, your station, KHOL Jackson. Are you looking to add music to an upcoming event? Well, look no further than KHOL. We have over 60 volunteer DJs, many of whom are happy to provide music on behalf of your community radio station. For rates and more details, you can email info at jhcr.org. Support for KHOL comes from Center for the Arts, presenting Dr. Kaboom, Look Out, Science is Coming, on October 15th at 6 p.m. Tickets available online at jhcenterforthearts.org. KHOL support comes from Orsetto Italian Eatery, benefiting KHOL with their off-season special. Starting on October 2nd, Orsetto will have buy one entree, get one entree for a donation to your community radio station. Orsetto is located across from Wells Fargo off of Town Square. Feed the bear and support local radio. Hello, I'm Keely Heron. And I'm Pat Wright. And you're listening to Opera for Everyone. One, 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 one. <laughs> Sounded better in our heads, I think. <laughs> oh, my Lord. It is a total um, Saturday Night Live making fun of a of, um, public radio moment. I love public radio. I do, too. All right. What are we listening to this morning on Opera for Everyone, Pat? 
Well, <clears throat> I'm going to start out right with a controversy because uh, we are listening to Turando or Turandot <laughs> by Giacomo Puccini. Lovely. <clears throat> yes, there is discussion about how to pronounce it. I would say Turando. Well, I would too, but that's because we both studied French. Um, apparently, um, many people say you should say Turando, but um, one of the heirs of Puccini says... Mm -hmm. It should be turned dot because there should be an extra T and an E at the end. I'm going to, I, you know, I kind of listen when I hear the recordings when they use her name in song. Sometimes there's a T and sometimes I don't hear the T. So well, cause she's an, I'm going to say Turando today. She's an Asian character. I mean, this is set in Peking in a mythical time, right? Uh, it is. It is mythically set in mythical China, though it is based on a story which is um, Persian. By a Persian writer. Oh, that's right. From yeah. the 12th century. Excuse me. From the 12th century. Mm -hmm. um, so it's it's a it's kind of a cultural mishmash because Puccini. It's a mashup. <laughs> it is a, I mean, it's it's not um, it's not overtly that within the opera itself, but the background of it is definitely Persian. a mashup. Although one of the main characters is a foreigner in China. We'll get to him. Okay. Fabulous. So um, we opened the we opened this episode of Opera for Everyone with Popolo de Pequeño, which is translates as People of Peking, and it's just uh, sort of one of the one of the advisors or it's an announcement an announcement. It is it is a hear you hear you moment, mm -hmm. right? And uh, shall I tell you what he's announcing? Yeah. Tell us what's happening, Pat. Well, he's letting us know that. Um, a prince of Persia has failed to win the hand, pass the test required to um, marry the lovely Turando. Mm -hmm. Princess the, the Turando. Princess, the princess of, you know, the daughter of the emperor. Mm -hmm. So she's quite a catch. Um, and he is a prince from Persia, a significant place. But he failed. She has three riddles, enigmas, questions um, that she requires any suitor to be able to answer and um sadly the penalty the penalty for uh failure failing to answer is not you are packed off and sent away in shame you are you are killed you dun, are dun, dun. yeah so so here we have the proclamation that uh yeah another one didn't manage to do it another one about to dust <laughs> yes <laughs> and um somebody put a nickel in me this morning yeah Oh, that's neat, good. neat. That's good. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I think you're going to have other opportunities here for okay, sweet. such things. <laughs> okay, carry on, Pat. Educate um, me. No, no. I think I think the important thing to know is that the Prince of Persia has failed. But we're setting up like this is the world we live in, where there's this desirable princess. I mean, if you. The, okay, so I watched <laughs> it on YouTube or or <clears throat> Amazon or something. I watched. I don't know which uh, presentation it was. <sighs> she was not like it was it was it was a massive suspension of disbelief. The casting in this one, she was neither young nor. Right. You desirable. just have to believe the words of what they say right. about her um, instant visual desirability, because that that really is all these men have to go on when they are trying to answer the questions, when they've decided to risk like completely, literally and very immediately risk their lives. By answering these questions, well, but I mean, she's the 
she's the emperor's daughter, so that's desirable, right? I mean, because then well, you marry into yes, power. Yes, yes. But um, obviously, like, is this the person you really want to be married to? Somebody She's a little sadistic. Perverts prefer to see you dead. So, <clears throat> well... That there she is, and and this is by the way, it opens with a giant crowd scene, the way operas can do, mm-hmm. a giant crowd scene, and um, the crowd's into it. It's it's a public execution. It's this is entertainment. This is right. sport. You know, he must die. He must die. Bring the executioner. Death, death, quickly, and the chorus goes on with this thought for a while. So it's it's literally like a bloodthirsty crowd. Like they want him to fail. At this moment, that's what the crowd wants. You know, crowds can be fickle. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yes, they can be fickle. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. So, um, and meanwhile, <clears throat> off in the corner, you see this bedraggled-looking set of people. An Who el- are they? An elderly man. Oh, yes. Walking with a cane, but mm-hmm. also holding on to a young woman's hand mm-hmm. or Ew. shoulder. Right. And... Um, he is, oh, I'm just blanking, Timur. Timur. Mm-hmm. He is Timur, and she is Liu. Liu. And Liu is a faithful servant. Of her master, uh, of this Mr. Uh, Timur. And Timur. And um, so we see, we see them there, and, and then we see uh, an imposing, important-looking, uh, straight-standing man. He mm. must be of royal blood. Mm. Is he the <laughs> prince of Persia? No, he's an unknown oh, he's an un- prince. Oh, right, right, right. Okay, I got to keep all my people straight here. Yeah, so he's an unknown. So the other prince. guy, the prince of Persia, is going to die, and him, yeah. and that when we're done with him. Yeah, he's kind of setting the scene, poor man. Okay, <laughs> all right. So people at Peking, here's an announcement. This guy's got a. He's going to die because he failed to answer Turundo's, um riddles, and then enter an elderly but kind of upstanding, kind of respectable older man yes but who's clearly seen hard hard times right and with his servant Liu, yes who who loves him basically like who essentially like a a familial yeah like a a daughter okay um and then you see this this young man who who doesn't look as bedraggled as the father and that but well okay i've just spoiled it i'll i'll jump in and (laughs) say it he you see this young man who who looks regal but he's part of the crowd and he spies this set of people and he rushes over and he's father, father. And and it it's a reunion. Um, his father is a deposed king. His father is oh, the, the old man. Timor is the is the old king of that region. No, from a, a neighboring from a from a neighboring region. Area. Yeah, from a neighboring region. They, they, they are in you know, the emperor of China is is kind of the emperor of China. He's he's secure. He's not. Yeah. Um, so yeah, they, they, but he, because he's, he's been deposed, he's in exile, which is why he's wandering around China. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, and Timur is, is shocked to, well, I, I not see him, but re-encounter to be re- him. Be, to be reunited with his son. Right. Because Timur has gone blind during all this. And this is part of the reason he is so very dependent on the on charity Leah. and kindness of this young woman. I already really like Leah. Oh, you! I I feel like you walk away from this show thinking she's the one that she's really, a saint. You, she married well. Yes, she kind of, and she kind of lives a saint's life for all that that implies. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, she's she's kind of morally the one you're rooting for. 
and and the only one you admire uh, for me anyway. Okay. Yeah. So she's amazing. Um but but um Timur is stunned that his his son isn't dead. He thought his son was killed in all the battles. Yeah. In all the all the troubles and everything and he's 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 thrilled that his son is alive. And there's this li- touching touching reunion. Um where are we going next with our songs? How far do you want me to tell the story? I don't know. I just thought I'd just hit the music and see what happens. Why don't you um, pull it up? Yeah, why don't you pull it up? And we'll hear, we'll hear uh, Timur tell us about when the battle was lost, recounting a little bit of his troubles. All right. That's what this is. Track three. Perduta la battaglia. When the battle was lost. You're listening to Opera for Everyone on 89.1 KHOL. you've just tuned in, you're listening to Opera for Everyone on 89.1 KHOL. I'm Keely Heron. And I'm Pat Wright. And what did we just hear, Pat? Well, um, after we heard uh, Timur, the deposed king of a neighboring region, talking about his troubles in the battle that was lost that ousted him, you hear that excitement in the crowd? Mm-hmm. You know what they're celebrating, what they're happy about? The guy getting killed. They're so excited that there's going to be an execution. Grind the whetstone. Sharpen those blades. Gira la côte. Gira. Oh, they are, they are so into this as spectacle. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's going to it's going to turn more somber soon, because we're going to very soon have a boys' chorus entering, and they are going to uh, be a little more philosophical these young boys and um, are they monks or are they just like you know I, <clears throat> I I actually wondered about that I they don't appear to be dressed that way but I'm not ac- actually sure of the Chinese customs although I don't think Puccini was either so right I'm not sure it's a little boys chorus that comes in they precede the uh, marching in of this 
Prince of Persia, who's about to be executed. But I wanted to speak about their song a little bit because it's kind of interesting. Um, they will, you'll hear a little more um, Chinese influence. I mean, at least to Western ears, it sounds a little more Chinese um, in the songs. And there's this fabulous story that I discovered in a few places where um, Puccini, who'd never set foot in Asia, any part of Asia. Yeah, that's what I was just going to ask. So he's making this up based on what he's heard and read and seen. And and there was an Italian, Puccini, of course, is Italian. There's an Italian diplomat who returns home, um, back who has uh, either been to or been in touch with someone who's been to China, and they, he brings back a music box. So Puccini's oh. entire knowledge of Chinese music comes from this little music box. And when was this opera written? This, well, this again, interesting, interesting question. Um, Puccini himself died in 1924, and he had composed nearly all of this opera. This was his final uh, work, his final opera. Uh-huh. Um, it, um, he, he all but like, and even sketched out straight to the end, but he didn't get to compose the music. He had just about, they say, about 18 minutes of music left. So it's actually kind of an interesting thing. People do fiddle with the end of this music. There was someone hired pretty much immediately in Italian to um, complete it. But um, but people have felt free, you know, in a because way... Because it you, wasn't because, because it wasn't him himself. Right, yeah. Um, and, well, we'll talk more about what the Chinese have done with, with this, which is actually a fascinating story because this... Even though it's like, so China is just sort of an imaginary exotic place for Puccini. So 1924. Yeah. So, I mean, we can imagine. So not that long ago, really. I mean, it's not quite 100 years ago from right. now. Right. Well, we're talking about, you know, again, from a Western perspective, we're talking about this interwar period between sure. World Wars One and Two. Um, but this is not, you're not, I don't think you're going to find any real connection into those historic world events. This is, this is... Um, legendary mythical past that he okay uh, all right devises but i digress i'm sorry pat i got i got off the topic so these these digression children... is our specialty <laughs> I know, exactly <laughs> so these this this chorus of is it a boys choir do we know or is it just they're in procession they're in procession um and they're singing and they're, it's a little more um uh chinese influenced and you'll hear periodically some of the motifs that introduce turando are um Will are in fact actually be- based on some of the tunes uh, that came off this music box. That's amazing. So <laughs> it, it, there were multiple tunes on this music box. Uh, again, from what I've read in two of the sources, yes, there were a few. Fascinating. I wonder how they recorded them. I don't know how music boxes work. Okay, oh, have you never go- taken a part of music box? Oh my gosh. <laughs> Have I taken a part of Music Box? Have you? Well, didn't we all grow up with the little ballet dancers yeah. going in circles? What, you, you never looked inside. What did you took it? Take no, well, yes, I guess I yes. It's I it's, it's a simplified it's a, version of a player piano. Right. Okay. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Okay. So what what about these boys? What do you want to talk about? I'm um, no. I, now we've got the crowd chiming in here. Yep. We can hear in the background, mm-hmm. um, and and they're also um, they they've changed their tune, so to speak. <laughs> Well, yeah, this is Perché Tanta La Luna. Well, you know, they, they've, the crowd has gone from, you know, grind the whetstone, lop off the head, this is so fun, what a great day's entertainment, to um, they see this very dignified prince, the Prince of Persia. Oh, he appears. And yes, he's been marched in with the guards around him, headed to his death. 
And he's young and he's handsome and he's enormously dignified. And he melts the hearts of the crowd and they say, have pity on him, have pity. You know, a little, little bit of a different message mm-hmm. from what they were saying. You know, They're that, literally changing their tune. They're li- I, I already made that joke. Okay. <laughs> I haven't had a lot of coffee yet this morning, so. <laughs> That's probably the best thing. <laughs> okay, so do we want to listen to the to this chorus here of... Um, let us listen to, sure, let's listen to the chorus. All right, so this is La Sui Monti dell'Est, here on the, toward the mountains of the east, I guess. That's my best uh, it's translation of, of my Fritalian this morning. Works for me. So here in uh, the Opera Turando by Puccini, we're listening to a chorus of children singing La Sui Monti dell'Est, here on the mountains of the east, on Opera for Everyone.
So that tenor voice we just heard that was enraptured, that's the unknown prince. Enraptured, he catches his first glimpse of Turandot. Princess Turandot. Right, a moonbeam lights on her. She's just radiant, and and he's lost. Here he is. He's just been re- reunited with his father. His father is beside himself with joy that his son is still alive. And never mind all that. I've just seen the most beautiful woman I've ever seen in my life. Well, so he's kind of winning. I mean, he's just been reunited with his dad. She's uh not going to marry the Prince of Persia because he failed to answer the riddles and he just saw this gorgeous woman. So he's like, today's a pretty good day. Well, he's he's the, the bit we just heard in that beautiful tenor piece. He's, oh, divine beauty. Oh, marvel. Oh, dream. I mean, he does know that she's just sending this dignified prince of Persia to have his head cut off. Yeah, but love makes you crazy. Well, I think this is an example of that. Love is a form of madness. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yes, yes. And um and by the way, the 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 crowd before that was, you know, princess 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 have pity on him. Right. That was so. oh Giovanetto, oh youth. And that was the crowd saying, you know, Torando, spare his life. He's so yeah. dignified and good looking. Well, so interestingly, this is all going like, so we have sort of the foreground and the background. The big event is the procession and the impending execution and the crowd uh, begging for pity for this for this youth. Um, and then meanwhile, off in the corner, we have our, our tenor. We have um, the unknown prince falling madly in love. And... I just love the, the line that the father sings at this point. My son, what are you doing? What are you doing? And um, and he's just, I, I can't you feel it? Her perfume is in the air. It's in my spirit. He's just, he's gone. He's wigging out. He is totally gone. And his father, who can't, and, and, and his father is the father's next line. You got to love the father. You're lost. Right. <laughs> And then, and he goes on, oh, divine beauty, oh, marvel, I'm suffering, father, I'm suffering. And, um, and, the, and the father tells him, no, let, let me hold on to you. Liu, speak to him. He, he turns to his, you know, faithful companion. Um, There's no safety here. Take his hand in your hand, you know, talk some sense into him, Liu. Um, and Liu's like, let's get out of here. Let's just leave. Come on, everybody. Let's just go. Um. And and he's saying yes. The father's like that great idea. Yeah, let's let's do that. Let's yeah. leave. That's where life is. And the unknown prince says, "No, father, life is here. Life is with her." Um, and they go on and on. And and in the midst of this argument, you hear off stage. Uh, well, in most productions anyway, just off stage. Um, this uh, this loud, and that's the dying word. And that's the dying words of the prince of Persia being executed. And the crowd. I think we just heard it underneath a minute ago. The crowd, um, the crowd sighs. They have their pleas have been in vain, and Turando has him executed. Um, and now we have um, the appearance of, I think probably everyone's favorite um, trio set of characters. Oh, Ping Pang and Pong! Ping Pang and Pong, the ministers of state, come in. Right. And and honestly, at this point, we kind of need them because it's been pretty heavy. 
let's allow Ping, Pang, and Pong to introduce themselves. All right, here we go. Ping, Pang, and Pong in Turandot by Puccini on Opera for Everyone. Well, what do you think about Ping, Pang, and Pong? I like Ping, Pang, and Pong. I mean, I think at this point, it's worth acknowledging um, once again that this was uh, Puccini's vision of China. Um, <clears throat> and I should just read a quote that pops up in a lot of things I was reading about this opera, that um, where they say Puccini's opera, Torindo, was an unconscious manifestation of racial arrogance. So the you know, little things that he does seem to be making fun of the culture. 
um, but it's it's really out of the utter lack of knowledge. And I mean, it's he's doing his best. Well, I don't. Yeah, he's he's having fun. Right. He's having fun. So that that having been said, ping pong and pong are are kind of fun because they do lighten the mood a little bit just when it's been all kinds of drama and strife, mm-hmm. beheadings and, and yeah, like kind of heavy reunitings of father and son, and which then, are then thwarted by the son's poor decisions. Right. Right. Well, and then also Liu is a little bit like yes, starry eyed. So, so at what? The what prince. we? What I neglected to mention earlier on in that first reunification is. Um, uh, the unknown prince, the son, uh, turns to Liu. He's like, "You're amazing. You, you have stayed with my father through all of his hardships, through his exile." Uh, he's like, "You are like, why in the world would you do this? This has not been much of a life for you." Mm-hmm. And she very quietly says to him, "One time in the palace, you smiled at me." <gasps> So she had seen him before. Oh well, before the before the coup, before, before the, the ouster. In you know, he she had oh. been a servant in the palace, and he was the son of the of the king of the ruler. And um, she was kind of sweet on him. She was kind of sweet on him. I mean, she's obviously just an incredibly she's good young. person. Yeah, she's she's, a, she's very kind and took pity on this old man, and um, took care of him. But but we know at that instant. Mm-hmm. She, she was kind of. She's in love with this this young prince, and has been dreaming of him. And so the him coming back and reappearing, she's probably like, "Oh my god! Oh my god! Oh my god! What are you? Hello!" You know? Yeah, and then he instantly goes, "Oh, I love this woman who's just right. you know unattainable and terrible." Ugh. Yeah. Poor Liu. Poor Liu. Yeah, it doesn't get better. I'm I'm sad to say. Ugh, <laughs> I'm crushed for her. Well, we all are. We all are. It's 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 not good. Meanwhile, back to the light stuff. <laughs> Yeah, ping pong and pong. Ping pong and pong. They kind of they kind of uh, trundle in, and they have they uh, when they sing together again. It's just it's it's way more fun. It's a little lighter. Uh, you you know when it's them. And yeah. now are they are they court jesters? Are they advisors? No, are they, no. Is I, it unexplained? Um, they they they're ministers, and I've read different. I don't know that this comes out a lot. Although sometimes it's done in the costuming. One, I mean. I, forget what their exact roles but i know one is the head head chef they're just they're high-ranking officials in the in the apparatus of government uh, okay but they're not the you know they're not like the guy who brings out the stroll scroll and reads the proclamations right. they're like they're they're the they're turando's peeps they're they're her you know like or, or more more importantly they're their em- the emperor's peeps right okay and then they're but the they're funny. Their their role in the well, opera, the storyline, is to they, just kind of they, provide they comic relief, relieve us a little bit of like all this, you know, heavy, heavy. Um, but they're, I mean, the bit that we just heard them singing so so bouncily and and having so much fun, they're saying things like, you know, you're a madman, go away. You know, here they'll 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 cut your throat, they'll skin you alive, they'll knife and pollard you, they'll saw you up and dismember you. You know, so I mean, they're 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 like. They tell it like this, it is. They're singing this this seemingly happy song. If you don't know what the words are, but the words are, "Are you crazy?" Right. Like we do not treat people well here, and they go into many of the details. <laughs> so it's um, and they're just like this is, and they're so they're like not thinking. You know, they're not the sort of government officials yeah. who at all costs defend right what the they're not drinking the Kool Aid. They know exactly what time it is, and they're just like the graveyards are full. 
And besides, we have enough people here who are crazy. We don't need any foreign crazy people to come. So leave <laughs> or else we'll have to prepare a funeral for you. And we don't want to do that. Like, oh, you're going to do all this for a prince for a princess. Are you serious? That that makes no sense. Um, she kills everybody. Right. She, and they're like, OK, buddy, we'd like to give you some advice. Give up women. And if you don't want to give up women, take 100 wives. And and just don't, like, forget about Turindo. She's nothing but trouble. Um, and they're just saying, you know, and they, they laugh about pretty much everything. You know, take 100 wives. <laughs> That'll be so fun. And, <laughs> you know, let him go, let him go, let him go. Um, and then the, the more somber bit we heard were the, the handmaidens, Turindo's handmaidens. Um, and they're saying, be quiet. Turindo's sleeping. Be quiet. Silencio. Right. Right. And then and then Ping Pang and Pong come back in. You know, just look at him. He's he's crazy. He's he's bedazzled. He's dazed. And and Timor is like, well, Leah has tried. These crazy, you know, ministers Ping, Ping, have tried, but he's not. My son's not listening to anyone. And it's it's mm-hmm. it's dawning on him that baby's got it bad. Yeah. And he's not getting his son back. He's like his son is is gone. Just re- really, really gone. Um. And then we have this moment where these phantoms appear. Mm. Possibly the phantoms of the past. princes that she's mm-hmm. killed. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and they say, don't hesitate. If you call, she'll appear. This is how you issue the challenge that you want to take the questions to have a chance at winning her hand or being beheaded. Um, if you call, she'll appear. She who makes us dream, though we are dead. So these guys are still madly, crazily in love. Let her speak. Let us hear. We love her. We love her. And the prince is like, no, only I love her. He's already jealous, and he's jealous of dead guys. So it's it, he's got it bad. He's got some issues. Yeah, well, that's what Ping Pang and Pong will tell him. To his face. <laughs> Let's listen to that. Solo, 
So that was Timur. What do you think Timur is saying at this point? Um, he's like, I give up, like, whatever. Well, now he's he's taking a different tact, not just, are you crazy? This is not a good idea. He's like, my son, do you want me then to drag along through the world, my tortured old age, all alone? And then he screams, help, isn't there any human voice that can move your fierce heart? Nope, just ghosts. Yeah, and even they're not succeeding. Right. Well, they're encouraging him to pull her out because they want to hear her voice again. Um, oh, because they fell under her spell, too. Oh, okay. So the phantoms, she's kind of like a little bit of a sorceress, isn't she? She's got a little bit of a... It does come across that way. Right, yeah. There's a little bit of the mystical kind of magical, Yeah. perhaps maybe not uh, white magic, but more black magic, kind of. Well, we'll learn more about that later. But she does She does get men under her spell. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But, um, but women are not susceptible to her spell and so that's the next track someone's able to kind of say like hey well she's tried gently earlier this is leah the faithful servant who Mm -hmm. has helped the deposed king through his old age and difficulties and blindness um and she has a lovely lovely aria that she sings here where she pleads with the with the prince Mm -hmm. signora ascolta my lord listen Listen, I can bear it no more. My heart is breaking. Alas, how long have I traveled with your name in my soul? Again, confessing this love mm-hmm. and your name on my lips. But if your fate will be decided tomorrow, we'll die on the road to exile. He will lose his son and I the shadow of a smile. I can bear it no longer. Have pity. Seems like when someone pleads for pity in this play, not a lot of pity given. Poor Leah. Poor Leah. You're listening to Opera for Everyone on 89.1 KHOL.
Well, that was two beautiful arias. I loved Liu's aria. Just so pretty. It's so heartfelt. I mean, she's singing, I can bear it no more. And you feel that. Yeah. You don't need to understand the words Mm-mm. to understand the feeling. It it totally comes through. And then it's it's followed by... Caliph, the unknown prince. The unknown prince, the object of her affections. And, and, and he says, I'm going to do my, I'm going to do my spitalion. Well, <laughs> non piagere, Lou. Says, don't weep, Lou. Don't cry. And you, you're momentarily hopeful, and then your hopes are dashed. <laughs> He's like, I smiled for you, my sweet girl, but listen to me. Tomorrow, I might, I might get to marry Turando because I guess all the things, or I might die. And by the way, please, please stay with my father. Keep taking care of him. That that be a nice girl. Thanks, thanks, sweetie. <laughs> well, the thing is, is you you like Caliph. It's not like we think he's a jerk, do we? I can't help but think he's a little self centered at this point. Yeah, true. Because his dad lacking there judgment. And, yeah, true, true, true. But he's under a spell. That uh, you know, I simply don't accept that as a as a good reason. It, Pat, all of opera is a suspension of disbelief. Okay, I'll I'll go with you there. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so non piagere, Lou. Don't cry, Lou. And then and then um, we go on, you know, and she's she's heartbroken, and the father's essentially given up. He's like, for the last time, please have pity on me. And and this there's this sextet we were just listening to with it. It's got. Leah and Timur, that mm-hmm. that set, and it's also got the ministers, and yeah. they're like, don't, "Ping, ping, and pong, ping, ping, and pong." Don't destroy yourself. Like, and the someone phantoms. grab him, carry him away, restrain, restrain yourself. Life is beautiful. You're you're mad. You're crazy. And Timur's have pity, have pity on myself, have pity on me. I can't tear myself away from you. 
I don't want to tear myself away from you. I throw myself at your feet. There he is, groveling to his own son to have pity. Um, and then the last bit we just heard, that beautiful tenor voice um, in the recording we're listening to. Jose Carreras. Yes. <laughs> One of the three tenors. Yes, yes, yes. And this actually, this opera has some one of the most famous arias yeah. for a tenor yes. in all of the opera lexicon. Yes, that's coming up. I can't wait. It's such a beautiful song. I know. Don't don't tune away now. You'll want to hear that. Oh my gosh, we're such nerds, Pat. <laughs> <laughs> it's opera for everyone, Keely. Okay, uh, <laughs> so we're coming up on the end, end of Act 1. Okay, so the unknown prince is like, uh, it says, I'm the one who needs your pity. Back to my self-centered point. I'm the one who asks for pity. I can't listen to this anymore. I see her radiant face. I see her. She calls me. She's there. Pardon me, but I I don't smile anymore without her. Yeah. So He's a narcissist. Well, yeah, he Caliph. is. He is. Um, and so um, I think we're going to listen to the, just the very end of this act, Act mm-hmm. 1, where there's all this is going on. And um, the end of Act 1 concludes with the fateful banging of the gong. I love gongs. Well, it's the, it, it is significant and important here. By hitting the gong, that is how he officially says... I would like to I would take... like to I would like to risk my life to win the love of this woman by yep. answering three riddles. Exactly what he does. Caliph. Um what a and, jump. The, and the ministers at the end, I'll just say this cuz I think it's adorable. The ministers, Ping Pang and Pong, say at the end, "Well, let him go. There's no use shouting anymore in Sanskrit, Chinese, or Mongolian. When the gong clangs, death is happy." Dun, dun, dun. Ha, ha, ha. They they always have ha 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 in their songs. You'll, you'll hear them. <laughs> okay. All right. So here is uh, the end of Act One of Puccini's Turando. And we have Timur, Liu, Ping, Pang, and Pong. And uh, the chorus, everybody. You the know, chorus, it's, everybody. it's the end of the act. It's, right. Everybody's in the Spectacle. action. Ah, per l'ultima volta. Ah, for the last time on Opera for Everyone on 89.1 KHOL. Oh, my God. 
dalla città mi affronti ad ogni evento se lo straniero vince per le nozze e se gli perde per seppellimento io preparo le nozze ed io le seguie le rosse So here we are at the beginning of Act Two. Welcome to Act Two, Pat. Welcome to Act Two. And we're we're with our favorite little characters here. Ping, pang, and pong. Ping, pang, and pong. And they are um, preparing. For either. Well. We, we, we shall see. It depends either. on how clever Tur- uh, Caliph is in answering Turandil's questions. Yes. The unknown prince at this point. Yes. By the, way. the unknown prince. You mustn't use his name. Okay. Because he's unknown. Because he's unknown. And this is a plot point, so it matters. All right. I don't want to have any spoilers. Yeah. Yeah. Seriously, you could be responsible for his beheading. I know. Um, Gosh. I know. That's a lot. Yeah, it's true. It's severe. It's severe. Um, So Ping Pang and Pong are are being Ping Pang and Pong, but they're preparing either for a wedding or a funeral. Mm -hmm. You know, they're getting red holiday lanterns, white morning lanterns. They're just getting everything ready. Um, all the, the food that, I mean, they're, they're, somebody's got to see the practicalities. Yeah. <laughs> so like, that's what they're yeah. doing. Well, I mean, that's the chef and this person and that person and. And, and they even, um, uh, in their upbeat sort of way, mourn for China. Um, like you used to be so happy China and now we have all this, all these difficulties. Um, all these every, beheadings and stuff. Right. It says everything was going along according to the world's ancient law. And then Turandot was born. Hmm. So they're they're really not happy with this turn of events. And um, but they're trying they're trying to deal with it. Um, But remembering how many heads have fallen off. They said in the year of the mouse, there were six. In the year of the dog, there were eight. And now this year, the terrible year of the tiger We've That's already... the year I, I was born in the year of the tiger. Yeah? Mm-hmm. Sorry. In the year of the tiger. In the year of the tiger, already 13 have been killed. And it might be 14 coming up here. Um, they said, we've got so much work. She's like, kind, all of, these a, deaths she's are kind a of, of a serial killer, Turando. It's a little bit, I mean, it's But it's not without warning. Open. These men do it willingly and openly. Yeah, but she's kind of like, it's creepy. It's a little creepy. It it is a little creepy, but you know she needs a willing partner in all of this. I wonder if she's mm, just hates men. There's a little bit of that that will be revealed later as well. Mm-hmm. We'll talk about that. She doesn't want to give up her agency. She doesn't give up her independence. She's like, I'm the I'm the emperor's daughter. Maybe I could be empress if I don't get married. If I get married, then I'm just gonna have to. Submit to the whims of my husband. Well, we that might be going on in her head, but none of that is uh, articulated. In the story. No, none of it is said. It out happens loud. off stage, or 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 the uh, reasoning she does give later on might, in fact, be the real reason. Oh, she t- she tells her reason. Yeah, she does. Oh, yeah. That's why you have to listen all through the entire episode. Otherwise, I, you don't know what happens. Right. Well, I do. I listen to the operas, but I just let it wash over me, and that's the reason I love operas because I don't understand any of it. It. 
And so you said, hey, Pat, let's do a show. Let's do a show because I don't know what's going on at all, ever. It's, it's actually kind kind of fun. But let's get back to Ping Pong okay, here. Yes. So they're, they're, they're dealing with all this work that, that her, you know, her whims have uh, or her steady will, I should say, has Created, have, for have created for them. Created um, for them. And then they then they lapse into a little bit of reverie. Nostalgia. Yeah, they lapse into a little bit of reverie and um, think about, oh, I have this house in Honan. My house in Honan. And um, think about how different their lives might be. Let's hear their song. This is Un Casa Nel Honan in Puccini's Turned Up with Ping, Pang, and Pong. An opera for everyone. Well, we heard Ping Pang and Pong. That's pretty. And aren't they? They're, they they are beautiful together. And the fact that they always sing together, it, it it's it's a lovely the trio, contrast. Yeah, the yeah. Three voice. They, uh, I mean, sometimes they trade off, and sometimes they're all singing together. 
Um, I dream of my house in Honan. Right. They're just thinking life could be so much simpler. And now the song that has just begun is, Oh, the world is filled with mad lovers. Un mondo pieno de pazzi innamorati. And they're reminiscing. Crazy lovers. Crazy lovers. Pazzi. It's one of my favorite Italian words. That's a good one. It is. Because it's useful. It is. So they, they're reminiscing about the, the various suitors, the various men. And they're all princes, by the way. You must be of high lineage in order to, to even bang the gong. Right. Um, and they're like, do you remember <laughs> the um, do you remember the prince of Samarkand? Do you remember the uh, bejeweled Indian prince? Do you remember the Burmese fellow and the prince of Kirkitz and the Tartar? It's just all, the, and they're, they're reminiscing in a very specific way. Like, it's not just... About all the guys that have died. Not just numbers, but they're remembering specific guys. Um, and uh, it's just Torindo. She, she kills, she executes, she slaughters. Farewell to love. And in fact... That's that, the name of the next song. That's the name of the next song. Adio, amore. Right. And China comes to an end, they say, because... After all, what one of a princess's responsibilities is to continue the lineage. Oh, and she's just, she's not having any of that. Yeah, if you don't marry and produce heirs. So they're also saying farewell to China. Farewell so to let's love. let's listen to Farewell to Love. With Ping, Pang, and Pong.
Adio amore. I just, I really like to be able to practice my fake Italian. And you do it so well. Thanks. Thanks, Pat. No problem. Well, so when they're saying farewell to love, they they are not without hope, these guys. They are optimistic. And Pong says, I'll shake up for her the soft feathers. And Pang says, I want to perfume her chamber. They're trying to lead her towards embracing love Mm. rather than this... uh, this violence and this shutting down of any overtures. Yeah, so they're like, hey, Turando, maybe you can make the questions a little easier this time. They say, well, they're trying to soften her heart and her desires. That's where the, the crux of the problem is, that she doesn't want this to succeed. And the ministers, all three of them together, sing, ooh, ooh, and then the three of us will be in the garden and we'll sing of love. A little serenade will change her heart. Um... And, and they're also conscious of the fact she's not doing her womanly duty. Yes, she, she's not furthering the progress in China by killing everybody. Well, and she's not producing an heir right. to the lineage. Right. Um, and they're just like, this can't be, but let's, let's, um, let's hang filmy, uh, filmy sheets and there, stuff. And let's just make sure you smell the aroma of kisses. What do and whispers in smell the, like that sounds gross. Well, you know, the flowers pearls with dew, glory to the lovely exposed body. They sing. Wow. Mm-hmm. And na- and now knows the mystery that it had previously ignored. There you go. Glory. Getting a little racy up there, ping ping and pong. <laughs> They're like, bam chicka bam. They are. They are fun, fun guys. They are fun. Glory to their ecstasy and to love, which has conquered and given peace to China again. We're dreaming, is what they say. We're Mm -hmm. dreaming, but they really, really want it. And then we move on. And uh, the crowd is like, oh, what's going to happen here? Because they know they're getting ready for this time of the three questions. And the emperor appears. Yeah. And so the, the crowd's getting all excited. That's what we're hearing now. Yeah, the crowd is super excited because... um, Grave, enormous, imposing. Gravi, enormi ed imponenti. Well, well done. Thank you. <laughs> For all I know. <laughs> by, the, by the time we, I bet by the time we do like episode 100 of Appa for Everyone, I'll be able to speak Italian. What a great way to learn Italian. Maybe I should learn Italian. Maybe you could just sing it. That's what opera singers do. That's true. I'd have to be like a tenor though. I don't even know if I could be a tenor. I think you could be a mezzo. Oh God, Pat. No. <laughs> I think I think you have it in you. Maybe if I got an opera helmet, I would. All right. So we all need opera helmets. We do. We but then we'd have do. to do a lot of Wagner. <laughs> yeah. 
That'll, that'll happen. That'll, I think, well, well you're going to go see the ring cycle, aren't you? I'm so excited in the spring, yeah. How are you going to stay awake for that? Uh, I'm going to study ahead of time, because the more you know about opera, the, the more, more you enjoy it. Yeah, the more you know. <laughs> All right, so what are we going to listen to next? Well, the emperor. Um, so the crowd is is not only saying, you know, we're excited about all this. They're also excited to see the emperor. And and every time the crowd gets excited about seeing the emperor, they talk about 10,000 years of life is what we wish for our emperor. Glory to the emperor. And this is this it's this glorious uh, procession procession that brings him in. Right. And the emperor uh, opines about how he feels about what his daughter's doing, what his daughter's doing. And um, here, I'll let you say the name of this, the emperor's bit. Oh, seriously? Un giramento atroce mi costringe. A ghastly oath forces me. And I think that's what we're going to listen to momentarily. Giuramento atroce mi yes, costringe. Yes, a, a ghastly force, oath forces me to keep faith with the horrid pact. And the holy scepter I class is steeped in blood. Enough of this blood. Young man, go. So even the emperor is telling him he should leave. But how is how is she going to... She made her father promise, so he's got to keep his oath. Ah. Uh, so here we go. Here's the emperor. Here's the emperor saying, my daughter is crazy.
So that was uh, the Emperor Altum singing Un juramento atroce me costringe. What an atrocious oath. Yeah, he, he, he's trying very hard to dissuade the stranger in spite of having banged the gong as he did to, to leave. He, he doesn't want this young man's, and he says, I don't want your, your death. I don't want your blood on my hands. I don't want to be responsible for the death of your royal blood here in my kingdom. Mm-hmm. Um, but you could have figured this out. It doesn't work. Yeah, no. He's, it, it's not. He's. It's a uh, futile. Resistance is futile. It's. It's futile. And um, very soon we are going to uh, see the appearance of Turando in this scene, where everyone is poised and ready to hear the prince answer her riddles. Um, but before she asks her riddles, uh, she's kind enough to give us a little backstory. Always helpful here. And, and she talks about uh, what kind of a, like, it's dangerous. Well, she she explains why she has this hatred of men and marriage. Um, oh. Yeah, so so the aria we're going to listen to momentarily. In questa, re, in questa regia. In this palace. She explains what happened in this palace long, long ago, uh, many generations prior to my ancestress, Princess Lo Uling. Um, and she says, Lo Uling's spirit has been reborn in me. Um, sadly, though, Princess Lo Uling suffered, suffered grievously at the hands of a man. The, um, the country had been invaded. Um, terror, rumble of arms, the kingdom was defeated. And Lo Uling, the ancestress, was dragged off by a man. Like mm. you, she tell, looks at him straight in the eye. Like you, stranger. And there in the hor- horrid night, her sweet voice was stilled. And she slept for centuries in that horrid tomb. The, the crowd is saying this because they know the story. Um, and she says, and she's, and she's sort of embodying and sympathizing with this princess who, who was killed. Um, dragged off and killed by this uh, invader. Um, But she says, ah, but in me, her pride is reborn. And I am pure, and I will not allow this to happen again in my family line. Mm. So she's steeled against any entreaties by these foreign. And you notice all the princes of foreign foreign blood who have died that they recount, they're all foreigners. Right. Um, And and not that anyone locally is going to suit fit the bill because they need someone of royal lineage. Sure. So, um, shall we listen to her aria? Yes. This is uh, in questa regia. In this palace. In this palace. And this is uh, Princess Turando, the lead character in the opera Turando by Giacomo Puccini, telling her story of being the reincarnated soul of her ancestor who met unfortunate fate.
Well, Turando here has explained to us, as we described, why she has this hatred and fear of men. Mm-hmm. It is it is both. Yeah. And so she's she's as tough as she is. She's as brutal as she is to protect herself. Yeah, I mean, that's a it's an interesting, I mean, not to get too deep, but like from a psychological perspective, fear is actually the base of a lot of aggression. Universally, yes. Yeah. I, I don't disagree. I don't disagree. So she's done all this, and uh, we proceed in spite of everyone trying to dissuade her and mostly him. We proceed with the three enigmas. Um, and and he says, the enigmas are three, and life is one. And so Turando poses her questions in her haughty, haughty manner. Mm-hmm. And typically she is well elevated, like physically yeah, elevated she's like on at the, the stage. top of the stage. Right. So she's not on the mortal realm. She's not down with the people. She's she's way up high. Um, and um, honestly, I have to admit, when you hear her, if you if you don't know them and you and you hear this opera or, or read it as you're going along, I'm not sure you could figure out the answers to these riddles. They're a little obscure. Mm. Um, but uh, just to, to keep this moving, you know, she's like, this is a phantom that um, everyone invokes, everyone implores, and it disappears at dawn to be reborn in the, high, in the heart, and every night it's born, and every day it dies. And the unknown prince goes, yep, I got this one, I know what it is, it's hope. Okay, one enigma solved. Okay, wait. So don't, repeat. Don't, don't don't. Okay, don't go there. All right, we're just gonna move through. You could you could be muddled in every the soup morning. For a while. It dies and it, it's so, reborn yeah. in the, in this in the mortal spirit. Yeah, and every every night you have hope, and every day it, you don't. I'm not. You know, but anyway, he 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 knows where she's. He's on her wavelength. And so, um, the second riddle is: it flickers like a flame. But it's not a flame. Sometimes it rages. It's feverish, impetuous, burning. But idleness changes it to languor. If you're defeated or lost, it grows cold. Um, It's a rash. It's a rash. (laughs) Well, you're closer than you think. (laughs) Any guesses, anyone? Um, It's an itchy rash. Am I right? and, And he hesitates to answer this. And uh, the crowd is life. Your life, your life is at stake. You've got to answer, answer it. And it comes to him. It's blood. Oh, I wasn't that far. Right? See, I said you were closer than you thought. Well, I was just trying to be funny. <laughs> well, <laughs> so so everyone's breathing a sigh of relief, and now he's gotten two. I mean, crowds being what they are, they're yeah. kind of getting on his side. They're like, okay, buddy, you can do this, right? Um, and, um, and she, she points like, so they're encouraging and she points to her guards and she tells the guard to whip the people in the crowd who've been encouraging to whip them, lash them. She says, lash those wretches. (sighs) Okay. She's a tough one. And so now, um, let's put on number four here, which is our third question. Um, and then the title of this one is the ice that sets you on fire. You want to you want to try that in Italian? I can, yeah, okay. It's uh gelocetita foco. Foco again, it's like pazzo. It's like foco is like fire, okay. Gelocetita foco. And this this theme of ice comes up a lot referring to Turandot. Mhm. I I mean she is 
She's the ice queen. She is the ice princess. Yes. Um, and she says, the ice that sets you on fire and from your fire is more frosty. White and dark, if she sets you free, she makes you a slave. If she accepts you as a slave, she makes you a king. Come, stranger, you're pale with fright. This is what she's telling him. And you know you are lost. Can you answer this enigma? You might actually get this one. I'm totally confused. Is it her? It's her name. There you go. See, I told you you'd get it. Oh. She's the ice. She is the the ice ice. that sets you on fire. Ah. Right? And uh, if, if she accepts you as a slave, she will make you a king. So that's three questions. And guess what? He gets them all. He gets them all. So then what happens? Well... So then what happens? Well, the crowd goes crazy, of course. But the crowd goes wild. Glory they're to the victor. They're doing the wave. Woo, woo, woo. So they're, they're, they, are, they are celebrating happy. happy. Uh, but take a look at Turando. She's not happy. She's not happy because she's, she's terrified. And so you remember that her father earlier talked about his ghastly oath, that mm-hmm. he was bound by duty to respect this oath he had taken. To his daughter. To carry out this terrible, terrible plan. Mm-hmm. Now what happens that Turando has, her questions have been answered, and so she now is, according to the oath, has to carry has it through. Has to marry him. She's like, Daddy, Daddy, don't let this happen. Don't give me to this stranger. Mm-hmm. So she goes, goes from being haughty to being the pleading daughter. Mm-hmm. Like, August Father, don't cast your daughter into this stranger's arms. Fascinating, right? And so then what happens? Well, the emperor says, well, an oath is sacred. He right. didn't like it before, and but, you know, an oath is an oath. And he says, but you can't give me to them. Like a slave, no, no, I will die of shame. So she's pleading, pleading, pleading with her father not to, uh, not to let her be married to this man. But the emperor is steadfast, straight through. An oath is sacred. Mm-hmm. It, it must be. And the crowd, you know, gets on board with the emperor. An oath is sacred. Um... And, and, you know, meanwhile, our prince is observing all of this. Her mm-hmm. terror, her fear, she doesn't want him. She doesn't want him. And so the prince offers her the potential of a way out, which mm. he doesn't need to do because he yeah. just put his life on the line to answer these three questions. Um, and, and he, he says, must really love her. Well, that's, that's the message I think we're trying yeah. to... They're trying to get across anyway. He says, okay, all right, fine. Here, here's the deal. You asked me three riddles, and I solved all three. How about if I give you one that you must solve? He says, and this is where not mentioning his name comes in. He says, you don't know my name. I mean, all through the libretto, in fact, he's called the Unknown Prince. You don't know me, my name. It's a little Rumpelstiltskin here. Right? <laughs> Tell me my name before dawn, and I will die. If you can't, if you don't know my name by dawn, you can execute me. So he's that's... Got some, he's got some cojones. He does. He yeah. does. Um, and the crowd goes wild. They're like, oh, you are the man. Yeah, they're like, oh. So the only people that know his name are his father and Liu. Well, that was where I was going to point us next. Uh-huh. They, and and he, he has been seen talking to them. Oh, so they're in danger. Yeah. But I mean, he hasn't thought that part through yet. Right. So you're a little bit ahead of the prince here. Okay. 
He hasn't thought that thought, you know, he's like a secret. Nobody knows my name. I haven't told anyone my name. Mm-hmm. Um, I haven't mentioned my name. I haven't heard my name in years. I'm just, you know, oh, here I am. Um, so the, the crowd goes wild. Like he, what a guy, what a guy. He answers all the questions right. and he, you know, he, he gives, makes another Yeah, he gives offer. her a way out. He makes another offer. So, so they're like, and then they're, they're sing to the emperor. The emperor's great. You know, we love you, emperor. We love you, emperor. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, we move on to act three then. Which and is my favorite. Act three is great because this is the nighttime when no one is allowed to sleep by order of Turandot. Dun, dun, dun. Because she sent everyone who works for the palace out to find this man's name. Search everywhere. See what you can do. Under pain of death, the stranger must be revealed. We must find out his name. And so the song tells us no one must sleep, no one must sleep. Um, and um, they're looking for the stranger's name. And then we get to this probably the best-known aria of this opera. And one of the best-known arias in all of opera. Great tenor aria. Ugh. Yeah, okay, I love right. it. I We're love almost it. there. We're almost there. <laughs> um, and and here and that's the that's the title of this aria. Nessun dorma. No one must sleep. Ugh. The moment we've all been waiting for. If you're an opera nerd like me, this is Nessun dorma, sung by Jose Carreras in Puccini's Turando. I'm trying to do some fancy radio board work here. All right, here we go. Jose Carreras singing Nessun Dorma.
Well, what about that tenor aria? I'm sorry, I need a moment. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I'll fan you. I know, it's so pretty. It's so pretty. Well, he is determined, but sadly a little delusional. Well, because he that says, happens a lot in opera. I know. He says, no one knows my name. She will be mine. Victory. I will have victory. Mm. Yeah. He says, I will finally say my name on your mouth when the daylight shines. Ooh. And my kiss will break the silence. That will make you mine. So he's he's like thinking, I've got this thing. Not only, you know, I like double dared here. I, I, I took the second challenge and we're great. We're great. He's just and he is so determined and he is so confident and strong. And, and that all shines through in that beautiful beautiful aria we just listened to um the um the action continues mm-hmm. after we recover from that fabulous aria mm-hmm. and um and they are looking for anyone who can tell them the name and we've got ping and pang and pong they don't know his name they don't know his name and they're just you know we're we're out here we're you know we're still thinking you should leave um, and maybe we should leave too. We should go to that house in Hunan that we were just right, talking yeah. about. <laughs> and he's like, you know, like, you know, buddy, you've lived so far, but you don't actually know how cruel she is. In fact, they call her the cruel one. Um, she's the ice princess. Yeah. She tortures people. She's terrible. Um, you know, don't, don't subject yourself to this. You've got an opportunity. You can, you can get away. Leave now. And they're just saying how horrible, horrible he is. And he says, nope. I'm determined. She's going to love me. Um, I want her, and I will get her. And everyone's like, you're, you're, you're crazy. You're a mm-hmm. madman. I mean, we've heard this over and over and over again. Um, and then we we come to this... Um, they, we come to this moment where they bring in the old man and Leo, who, as you correctly guess, of dun, course, do dun, know his dun. name. And they are bound, and they are brought before... The authorities and um, Turindo is like, oh, got it. We'll get the name. And they, in fact, threaten and begin to uh, torture. Torture them. Well, Leah is amazing because she says she kind of indicates she's like, I am the only one who knows the name. So she fesses up and says, I know, but I'm not going to say it. Well, because she's doing it to protect the old man. Yeah. The father. She says, he, you know, she... She's like, I'm the only one who knows. He doesn't know anything. Right. So she's continuing her role as protect- protectress of the deposed king. I mean, selfless, good-hearted. She's such a nice Dedicated. Person, yes, she's amazing. She's amazing. She probably has some self-esteem problems. She's had a rough go of it here. Mm-hmm. Um, and we get to hear what I think is one of the most beautiful operas, the soprano opera that Leo sings here. L'amore. Such love. Tanto amore secreto. Such love, secret and unconfessed. And so she goes on that these torments are sweet to me. She's, she's literally being tortured to reveal his name. But she won't because she's Leo. She won't. Here's Leo singing L'amore, tanto amore secreto. 
in Puccini's Torondo on 89.1 KHOL, opera for everyone. So poor Lieu, she's she's suffering. She's but taken she, one for the team. She yeah yes. Um, and it's it's actually interesting here. We have um, at one point Turando turns to her and she says, "Who the what, heck are you? And what gave your heart such strength to resist all of this?" And she says, "It's love, Princess." And Turando is incredulous. Love? You can't be serious. Love gives you strength. So there's a little foreshadowing happening there. Hmm. Um, but turned uh, none of that actually um, uh, works because what we were just hearing is turns to wrest the secret from her, um, you know, call the torturer, and um, and the unknown prince is now you know being restrained, cursing her like you know you can't do this to her, you can't do this to her. Um, by the way, none of this makes him change his mind about his love for her. He just asks her to stop doing it. Right. Yeah. Um, so she, and she has another aria where she's, um, pleading with the princess, uh, listen to me, you who are enclosed in ice, this idea of ice once more. Katie, Uh, 
Gel se sinta. Yeah, she says, you know, you will love him too. You will be conquered by his flame. Ooh, your ice. He's going to melt you. Yeah, um, and she says, and I'll never see him again. And uh, she makes that come true. She grabs the dagger from the belts of one of the guards and stabs herself. She sacrifices herself. She she kills herself in order not to reveal his name to protect him. So she's protected the father by taking it all on herself. Mm-hmm. And she's protected the son, the one who smiled at her all those years ago and quite honestly has not been that nice to her since the reunion. And she stabs herself and she dies right there, center stage. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and the crowd is like, wait, don't die. Tell us his name. Tell us. Right. And she's <laughs> like, nope. Yeah. And, and the unknown prince. Um, remains unknown. He remains unknown. And he is, he is saddened by her death. We'll give him that. Um, and... Um, we play track 16, we can hear two more. The old man, the old deposed king, who has been kept alive. He survived thanks to her kindness. And he sings he sings a final farewell to Leah. To Leah. And it's absolutely heartbreaking. Okay. Well, let's listen to Timor uh, singing an ode to Leah. On 89.1 KHOL, Opera for Everyone. Well, it's heartbreaking to hear him sing of Leah's death. Because now who's going to take care of him? It, it's a very big question. He's blind. He's a stranger He's in the helpless. land. He's helpless. Yeah, nothing. And, um, and the prince is angry at her to a degree. I mean, not out of love with her, but he's a little upset with her for having done it. Um, 
And he's like, but guess what? I won. You don't know my name. He's like, I won, I won, I won. <laughs> and, um, and again, she's not a very good loser. Torando. No, not at all. She sounds like a horrible person. She's, yeah, she's like, she's just like, I, I can't, I can't have the same thing happen to me that happened to my ancestress. Mm-hmm. She's just and terrified. He's like, he says, your iciness is a lie. I want you to be mine. <laughs> the <laughs> okay. seduction is not very, uh, doesn't seem to be working on her. And she says, don't touch me. It's a sacrilege to touch me. And he's like, you're going to melt. I, you know, his confidence knows no bounds. I mean, he's kind of gotten over Leo's death pretty quick. Mm-hmm. Um, focused back on the thing that matters to him, mm-hmm. winning Turinto. And um, remember how we talked about she was sort of usually in staging. She's right. Up high. She's very. He, he ascends. He gets onto her level. Oh. And once they're on the same level, well, they can get close. And she melts. And she can be embraced by him. <gasps> She is kissed by him. Uh-oh, he kisses her. And he that, and she lets him. And there's a little melting that goes on Uh-oh. during that during that fateful kiss. And she ultimately sings, "What has become of me?" Kami. And she she in fact becomes she's been so haughty, so icy. I mean, in all the portrayals of her, she's yeah, she doesn't she's, move like no, a real yeah. person. She's not at all appealing no, to us because no. she's so frosty. Yeah. Um, but he sees beyond that, apparently. Apparently. Um, or maybe, you know, being married to the princess of China's I I'm I we Who can't knows? go I can't go into his motivations because I I don't get them. But um but she melts a bit and and he sings, um, Oh my flower, my morning flower, I breathe you in. Your lily breasts, they tremble against my chest. Already I feel you faint with sweetness, all white in your silver cloak. So, and she's, she's like, what, what's happened to me? How did, how did you win? And, and she's, she's like, oh, my life is over. I've, I've succumbed to you. How? She's totally She doesn't know what to do with herself. Yeah. She does not know what to do with herself. Um, and he's triumphant. Poor Torando. He's triumphant. Um, and if we if we want, we can listen to her singing about my first tears. The primo pianto. Yeah. All right. Turando, my first tears. Oh, <laughs> 
have to say, Pat? I don't like that that high, screechy soprano. I mean, that's, I think, one of the things that turned people off of opera. Is like that really, it's tough. Not your thing, huh? It's challenging. Yeah, it Do is. Do you find it challenging? It is challenging. I, I would, I mean, I I would listen to Leo's, but I mean, I, so it's it's hard to sometimes separate character from the music. Yeah. For me anyway, because yeah. I love yeah. the story of it all. So, and because I don't find her character that appealing. Um, so she's melting here. Um, I'm melting. Yeah, she's melted. She, the Ice Princess has melted. Um, I, I would like to just take a moment to mention, uh, you know, we, we laughed a little bit about, you know, the Puccini taking on China as the setting. Yeah, having never been there. And having never been to Asia at about all. It. Yeah, well, he also does it in Madame Butterfly, which he sets in Japan, right? He um, imagines that as well. But um, one of the interesting things that I, I've discovered in looking into this opera is um, for a long time, uh, for various reasons, not performed in China, but it has been embraced by China in recent decades. Really? Fascinating, right? Yeah, it's, actually, you know, one of the things that I saw on YouTube was the staging at the Forbidden City, which was actually exactly. it was a really impressive. No, it's it's interesting. So it's this, it's this Italian fellow taking a Persian story, which, by the way, he got from uh, an adaptation that Schiller, a German, had done, um... Um, and uh, and it, but then he sets it. Uh, I think Schiller does as well, but sets it in China, um, and and it's all kind of made up. And it and it there are these these um, stereotypes and these you know broad brush strokes that could be totally seen as offensive. And certainly she's an unappealing, unkind character um, in her misuse of power. Mm-hmm. Um, and her bloodthirstiness, um, but but ultimately it's been embraced when they they built this beautiful opera house in Beijing, and the inaugural opera, they decided they wanted it to be a top-notch opera by a top-notch composer, and they liked the idea it was set in China, and so they embraced it. Wow! And so that was the inaugural opera of the yeah of the of the new opera house in Beijing. Wow. So it's it's actually been kind of a fascinating road for this opera in China. I mean, China was just a concept to right. Puccini to writings. Puccini. And and it has been embraced by China. And and um I've seen interviews with Chinese opera singers um who say, No, this is really this is our our role. This is the one we all want to play because it's uh Western. It's, it's like a. It's, it's, it's like a top-notch a, opera, but it's a but huge it's, part it's, of the opera canon. And and but it's 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 got this connection to China. So it's it's actually kind of been an interesting history for the opera. Meanwhile, our characters. She's melted. She's not real happy about it, but she's melted. And um, she's and doing her screechy we, soprano we can, thing. We can call the uh, the prince by his name now, Caliph. And Caliph is you know just. And they're going to get married and live happily ever after. Oh, I'm sure she'd be a darling wife. Um, <laughs> but she's melted, so you never know. Well, you do never know. Um, and so that there, there we have it. My glory is in your embrace. He will sing, and we end with the crowd uh, singing ten thousand years to our emperor." You know, let's not let her be in charge. No, <laughs> they don't say that. Uh, they sing. They sing glory to the emperor, and she shows respect to her father. And she says, and this is the best part. She says, "I know the name of the stranger. His name." Is love. His name is love. Yes. Desimili ani al nostro imperatore. 
10,000 years to our emperor. Thanks for listening to Opera for Everyone. Thanks. <laughs>